0: The Federal Vocational Rehabilitation Act of 1973 prohibits discrimination against otherwise qualified handicapped persons who are able to perform the duties required by their employment. Although the ruling did not address the specific issue of HIV and AIDS discrimination. Subsequent decisions have held that AIDS is protected as a handicap under law, not only because of the physical limitations it imposes, but because the prejudice surrounding AIDS exacts a social death which preced which precedes the actual physical one. This is the essence of discrimination. Formulating opinions about others not based on their individual merits, but rather on their membership in a group with assumed characteristics.
2: Welcome to the main event. I Open up with that clip from the movie Philadelphia, which uh, if you've not seen it, eh, where have you been? Uh, if you haven't seen it, it's about a uh, wrongful termination suit against a, uh, a lawyer, Tom Hanks, who uh, has AIDS. And uh, the law, they, he's basically fired for that. And because the discrimination against gays and uh the law law firm is trying to say they didn't even know and and they didn't discriminate and uh in in that scene they're talking about the discrimination how the uh how the law prohibits discrimination against uh people of a particular group and that it's the essence the essence of discrimination is is discriminating against one person because they're a member of a group of a particular group, I think, I think, you know, I was watching it, watching it the other night. I've seen it a million times. And I'm saying, Hey, that's exactly what, what the country's doing against, against the police, the police departments in this country. One guy, one guy in, uh, in uh, Minneapolis killed and killed another guy, regardless of what color anybody was, regardless, regardless of all the, all the details. And of course, there's more deals, details coming out. And, uh, I'm not, sure, I'm not sure that any of the new details about uh, what happened earlier in the arrest uh, make, a, uh, make a, a difference based on what is in the video and how long that guy kept his knee on George Floyd's neck. But the fact that they're taking it out on everybody, everybody who's in law enforcement in the entire country is why is that not discrimination? Why doesn't, why doesn't the country see? Why don't all these people that are part of government, why doesn't the mayors and the city councils and all that stuff, hey, we want to defund the police, we're going to talk about this in just a second, but why isn't this a pertinent argument against that? It's only, it's only a pertinent argument when it fits their narrative, which we'll talk about. That song I used was Rain on the Scarecrow from, Georgia, from a John Cougar Mellencamp. And uh, that was talking about the uh, things that spurred farm aid with the farms going, uh, going, the, uh, going bankrupt over, uh, over the drought that was happening back then. And, uh, and, I, and I thought of that one specifically because of what's happening in, in our country today with small businesses. Small businesses that are closing down at no fault of their own, no fault of their own, but because our economy is shut down because of coronavirus when in fact if we followed the science not the science of, of Tony Fauci not the science of of uh of the narrative of the democrat party trying to make this such a big deal and you and you mark my words november 4th will have a cure for coronavirus oh, it's really not that bad anymore we can open up everything after the election if there was no presidential election this year there'd be there'd be no issue with coronavirus. And we would have let it metastasize. Some more people would have got sick, some more people would have got better. And we had built up a uh, an immunity to it. And we would be back to normal. We would have been back to normal by now. And hey, you know, let's take the people that are uh, uh, in their 70s and the people that are uh, uh, having compromised immune systems, or any other any other issues. And let's Let's teach them to social distance. Let you stay away from certain uh, uh, environments, and everybody else. Let's let's work. Let's keep our economy up. And the impact this is going to have on our country, uh, you know, and what and what brought this to clarity for me this week is they closed Outback Steakhouse in Moreno Valley. Say, so you know what? This is not just hitting small small. Uh, and you know, Outback Steakhouse in Moreno Valley um, was never super busy like uh, the one in San Bernardino is. And a lot of them are Um, probably because the way it's tucked in and the way the location is, it's kind of, kind of in a weird, weird location, but you know what? It was, it was surviving and supporting itself. And at some point they say, if you, if you've got a a big corporation with a bunch of locations and some of the locations do better than others. And some of them are saying, Hey, you know what? Uh, This one is, this one's holding its own, but you know, just not as good as some of the other ones. And all of a sudden, we close it down for five months and they make a, they make a corporate decision. This one's, we're just going to close it. We're not going to keep, uh, keep that, uh, keep it alive for minimal amount of business coming in for takeout. You know, it's, it's sad. And those, and I, from what I understand, uh, the employees came in one day and just say, Hey, we're closing down. Here's your paycheck. Have a nice life. And they, and the signs came down and everything went away. I think that's sad. I think it's sad, and there's going to be a lot of businesses that are in those same situations. And I'm not sad enough to the point of of uh, saying, "Hey, let's go with the Democrats. We got to get money to people." Because I don't believe that's that's smart either. I think it's smart is let's find out who's who's affected most by this, and let's fix it. And fixing it, I say, let's open the economy back up. Let's open the economy back up and use some use some intelligence on how to do it. And uh, the 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 length that the Democrat, Democrats, and the media are going to to take back control of this country, even at the even at the risk of destroying this country, and nothing less to le- left to lead is is just jaw dropping. And uh, you know, I, I see on social media people saying, "Oh, but Trump this, but Trump that." Hey, you know, and I even talk to people who have brains; they just don't like Trump. And I say to them, "Hey, you know what? It doesn't matter." It doesn't matter the person. You're not going to have Donald Trump over to your house for dinner. You're not asking him to date your daughter. You're not asking him to be the pastor of your church. I don't care if you like him or not. Let's just compare what Trump did and what Biden has done. Let's think, hey, you know what? Trump Trump stimulated the economy by lowering taxes and lowering regulations. He's done a lot of good things for this country in a very short period of time while he's dodging bullets from the, the media and the Democrats daily for for almost four years. Biden wants to raise taxes. Biden wants to put more regulations. Biden wants to do this and do that and say, is this going to be good for me? Don't, I like Biden. I don't like Trump. Okay, don't worry about that. Is raising taxes going to be a good thing for your life? Is increasing regulation going to be a good thing for your life? Do you like the way that the Democrat leadership in this country is controlling your life right now? Think about it, folks. we got 90 days left. Think about it. Anyway, I'm going to talk about that and a lot of other stuff as we go on. But first, let me introduce myself to the, for those of you that don't know me, maybe listening for the first time. My name is Ed Hoffman. I'm with Summit Funding. If you're interested in getting involved in any of the fantastic opportunities that are real estate, whether you want to buy a new property that you'd like to own, or whether you want to refinance a property that you already have, or whether you'd like to uh, uh, stimulate your economic conditions for your retirement and get a reverse mortgage call me toll free at 855-640-2020 that's 855-640-2020 one last time day or night toll free area code 855-640-2020 if you want to touch if you want to talk with me but you don't want to talk on the phone just yet go to edhoffman.net net. click on the summit funding logo and that'll take you to my lending page put in as much information as you want me to have tell me how much information you want back And you'll hear back from either myself or one of my talented teammates, Eric Marquez, Cody Bradbury, Aaron Fredericks, Brian Goodman, or Lance Keisha. And we'll help you find the missing pieces to your real estate financing puzzle. Um, If you want to hear any part of the show uh, replayed or you want to share it or uh, you missed part of it or the radio times uh, just weren't convenient for you this week or any week, go to edhoffman.net. Click on the podcast page. You can get this show as well as several past shows. Uh, on demand, you can also go to SoundCloud or iTunes where you can actually uh, subscribe for free. Have it, uh, download to your, uh, to your, your phone or your, or your computer, your iPad, your iPod, your mini pad, your maxi pad, your computer, anything you want that you can listen to podcasts on and, uh, have it come in every week. We upload it on Friday afternoons and it will download to your device and listen to it when it's convenient. Um, follow me on Twitter at at Hoffman where I Tweet about current events all week long. Also follow the Facebook page for the main event it is Facebook facebook.com slash the main event Ed Hoffman. Um, any comments on the show, send me an email at ed at edhoffman.net. All right. So the chaos continues. This week marks 70 straight nights that the city of Portland was under siege by Antifa anarchists destroying property in the name of Black Lives Matter. The chaos continues in Seattle as well, where, the, where Police Chief Carmen Best has been targeted uh, by, at her home by demonstrators. And in case you forgot, Chief Carmen Best is black. And yet, the left is still pretending like these thugs threatening her family's safety care about protecting black lives. Luckily, the chief's neighbors stopped, stopped in to help. Here's Fox's Dan Springer reporting. Over the weekend, about 200 protesters showed up in dozens of
1: cars at the home of the police chief, Carmen Best. When they blocked the street, neighbors of the chief in Snohomish County came out with rifles and told the protesters to leave, which they did.
2: Protests have also taken place at City Hall after hours, the mayor's house, and the homes of most city council members. Chief Best was angry.
3: When the group of people showed up to my house, it certainly felt very personal about me. It really does seem like a mob mentality and bullying to intimidate a public official.
2: It certainly seems like a mob mentality. Certainly seems very, very personal. And quite frankly, if uh, somebody shows up on my front lawn uh, yelling and screaming and and, uh, accusing me of whatever, I'm going to take that as personal as well. And if it's a mob, uh, that's going to be a problem. Um, so what's behind the harassment at this time? Uh, they want Chief Best to acquiesce to the Seattle City Council's defund the police demands, which include lay off 70 police officers. Hey, think about this. This is a big job. It's a big job to keep the city of Seattle safe. So we want you to lay off 30, uh, 70 police officers. And why is it only seventy? Because they assume thirty thirty unplanned officer resignations will happen. Because we're seeing that happen all over the country in uh, police departments, where cops are just saying, "Screw this, I'm out of here," and uh, they just quit. And uh, as you've heard from the uh, the Democrat convention, a hundred different agencies refused to uh, to uh, show up to to uh, provide security for that. A hundred different police agencies said, "No, we're we're not in, we're not a." We're not going to do this. They want them, They want uh, Chief Best to eliminate the mounted police, the the cops on horses. They want to eliminate the homeless encampment patrols. Yeah, they got homeless, uh, homeless, big old parks full of tents and homeless people. We don't want anyone to patrol that. Eliminate the school police. Now nah, we don't want any peace police, police people around school kids. Especially since the possibility of uh, anyone having a shooting at a at a school where it's a gun free zone, which means uh, nobody shoots back, reduce public affairs, community outreach, special events, harbor patrol, and SWAT units. Ridiculous, ridiculous. And uh, can you imagine being the chief of police and saying, "Okay, I'm going to lose all this stuff, and I'm still supposed to keep the police"? Because remember, the police aren't there to uh, uh, to arrest people. The police are there to to ensure the safety of the law-abiding citizens, and arresting people is just part of that. So most of the council wants a $3 million cut from the budget, which is stupid anyway. But uh, with most of the effects taking place later this year, well, crazy socialist council members like Kashama Sawant want a whopping $86 million cut right now.
3: To say now that we need more time is an insult to the community that is demanding defunding the police now after decades of systemic police violence, directed especially at black and brown communities.
2: After years of police violence. uh, Yeah, the police start the violence. Yeah, maybe you better... Maybe pull your head out of your nether region and and open your eyes so your eyes can see the truth. Closer to home in Los Angeles, protesters are harassing another black public official, L.A. County District Attorney Jackie Lacey. Lacey, the first black woman to run the L.A. County DA's office, has been targeted for three years by Black Lives Matter. They started with weekly demonstrations outside her office and eventually started protesting outside her home after George Floyd's death uh, demonstrations against Lacey grew larger and more threatening with protesters claiming she's failed to hold police accountable in shootings of African-Americans. Hard to believe that this week, this week uh, an incident that happened back in March before George Floyd's death led to charges being filed against Lacey's husband. The state attorney general filed three misdemeanor charges against David Lacey on Monday for assault with a firearm. The 60, the DA 66 year old husband was filmed Protecting his home and family from protesters with a gun and one of the protesters wearing giant Black Lives Matter earrings, I mean giant Black Lives Matter, spoke to reporters after the incident.
3: I will shoot you. Get off of my porch. Can you tell Jackie Lacey that we're here? I don't care who you are. Mm -hmm. Get off of my
0: porch right now. We're calling the police right now. Good.
3: We rang the ring doorbell. You can see who's at the door. You can see that it's three unarmed people at your door. So it wasn't that he was afraid of violence from us. He was threatening violence towards us.
2: Hey, you know what? When you're in your home, you have the right to answer the door or don't answer the door for anybody you want. He's seeing on a ring doorbell, seeing this lady. It's hard. To, it's hard to not notice her. Uh, her earrings, which look like from the picture I see, they're about a three inch, three inch circle. It says Black Lives Matter on them, hanging from her ears. And how would he know there are three unarmed individuals? How do you know? Well, they have a gun in their back pocket. How would you know? And you know what? Protecting yourself and your home is your right by the Constitution. Uh, After her husband was charged, District Attorney Lacey issued a statement. The events that took place earlier this year have caused my family immense pain. My husband acted in fear for my safety after we were subjected to months of harassment that included a death threat no less than a week earlier. And you know what? Why is uh, our state attorney general filing charges based on what they see going on? Do you see a country happening? Do you see what's happening in our state? You see what's happening in much of our country? Do you see a problem with where this is going? And do you think this is Donald Trump's fault? Do you think? But here's, here's another question I'll add to that. Add that thing about raising taxes and and or lowering raising taxes and raising regulations. Do you like? Do you feel safe in this country based on reducing the police? Do you like living how we're living? Do you feel safe going to the store at night? Do you feel safe? You hey you guys? Do you let your wives go out at night by themselves to the store or anywhere else? This is a problem. And do you think who's who? Who uh, impresses you is going to be the one, the president who's going to enforce law and order. It's not Biden. It's not anything that has a D in front of it. So when you get to the ballot box, and I know that some of you California voters go, well, uh, I'm not going to vote. I'm not going to vote because my vote's not going to count California anyway. Hey, there's a lot of there's a lot of other offices besides the president that are being run for if you're in Riverside. Aja Smith needs to needs to be our our congressman. If you're in San Bernardino, uh, Rialto, Re, Rialto, Redlands, Agnes Gibney needs to be your congressman, uh, your congress lady. We need to put ours in there so that we have some we have some representation there. Someone who's going to do something besides back up whatever Nancy Pelosi says. So anyway, uh, so let's uh, let's go on on Tuesday. Senator Ted Cruz hosted a su- Senate subcommittee hearing. On the wave of Antifa terror attacks poorly amassed as civil rights protesters. Cruz, who chairs the Senate Judiciary Committee subcommittee on the Constitution, appropriately titled the hearing Right of the People Peaceably to Assemble. He couldn't have couldn't have thought of something that rolls off your tongue easier. Protecting speech by stopping anarchist violence. All right. It does say it, but it just doesn't roll off the tongue, right? Of the people peaceably to assemble, protecting speech by stopping anarchist violence. All right. It seems to make sense. Just isn't, isn't smooth off the tongue as easy as I, as I would have done it. Anyway, one of the highlights of the hearing was the Department of Homeland Security's Ken Cuccinelli testifying that there have been 277 injuries to 140 officers since the protest started in May, and 97 protesters have been arrested for attacks on, the, on federal agents
1: rioters are not protesters protesters are not rioters it is the violent among them who often hide behind the peaceful um, and and use them for a form of protection while using slingshots using lasers we've had more eye injuries um, and i brought one with me this is commercially available laser that you see and you're seeing them used now in Portland to a degree that we have never seen before. Now, if I hold my hand in front of that laser, it's hot by that point in time. This is just, this is just a pointer you buy off Amazon. And we're seeing more different kinds of weapons. We're seeing some of the old-fashioned, a rock, um, oldest weapon known to man, um, along with new items like this that we've never seen used in such an organized fashion.
2: And for those of you that haven't that didn't see that see that video, this laser is like a full on flashlight, sending out a laser that, as he said, it gets hot hot on his hand for after shining it for just a couple seconds. Um, I don't know why they would call that a pointer unless you're doing a presentation on the side of a three story building um, with a PowerPoint. Um, I don't know why why that would be considered a pointer. You know the ones that at Office Depot that you have a little red dot. So if you're doing a presentation or a sales thing, you can you can put up a slide and you can point at it so people know where in the slide to to look. Um, these are certainly not that. But Senator Mazie Hirono, Democrat from Hawaii, made a big show out of her objection to antifa focus of the hearing. So I hope this is the end of this hearing, Mr. Chairman, and that we don't have to listen to any more of your rhetorical speeches. Thank you very much. I'm leaving.
1: Well, I appreciate the, as always, kind and uplifting words of Senator Hirono. And I would also note that throughout her remarks, she still did not say a negative word about Antifa, nor has any Democrat here.
2: We should all join hands in in
3: denouncing and uh,
0: (laughs) whatever words you want to use about violent extremism of all stripes. And I think
3: we can all agree on that. So to constantly accuse Democrats of not caring about that is really, uh, I I can only say that you you aren't listening.
1: You're welcome to say something negative about Antifa right now. I
3: think that I've covered the subject
1: quite well. You are not listening. Okay. She declined to speak, so that is the position of the Democratic Party.
2: And if you've heard and if you've seen any of these hearings, it's it's complete denial. You know that uh, that Nancy Pelosi probably gets all these Democrats together before every hearing and says, "Okay, now here's what we're not going to say. And here's what we're here's what we're not going to say. And here's the words we want to keep the focus on. And no matter what they say, let's not point out anything that reflects badly on on our message. Let's make sure. And, you know, if they talk about violence, let's talk about violence in general, and then we'll push it back on the violence by the by the police department, not by the, the protesters or Antifa. It's all and you know every single thing is, oh, these are peaceful protesters. These are moms and veterans and and the uh the impression that they're to the 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 sale that they're trying to, to put out there. You know what for people that don't pay attention, oh they're they're the police are, are trying to uh harass Peaceful demonstrators. These are not peaceful demonstrators. These are anarchists. Anarchists, and you know, burning down bu- buildings is not peaceful. And uh, shooting people, and you know, having a pallet of bricks delivered to a protest—that's not peaceful protesting. People need to open up their eyes. Hey, I'm out of time for part one of the main event. Give me. Uh, stay tuned for five five minutes of traffic, weather, commercial commercials, and I guess some sports now, uh, and we'll be right back with part two. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
3: Hoffman, ID number California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona MLO license number 0926439. ID number Summit Funding incorporated ID number 3199. Arizona license number Equal housing opportunity.
1: AM590, the answer.
3: I think about my grandpa, my neighbors and my name, and sometimes I feel like dying, like a scarecrow in the rain, rain on the scarecrow, blood on the plow, this stand for the nation, hey this land made me proud, son I'm just sorry, it's just memories for
2: you now, rain on the scarecrow, blood on the plow. And welcome back to part two of the main event, my name's Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding. I don't talk a lot about what I do, which is finance and real estate. Um, But if you're in the market or if you're not sure whether you're in the market, call me toll free at 855-640-2020, 855-640-2020. It's a great time to buy. It's a great time to refinance. And for those of you seniors, uh, you know what? It's a great time to uh, change the outlook on your financial future. I actually talked to some people uh, this week that have a... uh, House completely paid off and certainly not certainly not uh, hurting at all and decided to do it just because of the opportunities it opens. And uh, for those of you that people that have some money, have some money uh, just in case the Democrats are successful in stopping us from taking back our country, because what I'm seeing today is not the country that I know. Um, there's going to be a lot of opportunities because a lot of people are going to be hurting and someone's going to take advantage of it, and the people that are going to take advantage of it and make money off that are going to be those of us that have money. So if you've got some, you want to you want to make it liquid. Uh, call me eight five five six four zero twenty twenty, and let's talk about un uh, un uh, unlocking some of your uh, your equity so you can use it if you if you need it. Anyway, uh, let's get on to uh, let's get on to my next subject: uh, Joe Biden and his brain. Joe's brain isn't there a uh, I am Joe's brain. <clears throat> Joe Biden's mental fitness is being questioned once again. And he responded in a way that raised even more concerns than usual. It happened while speaking to the National Association of Black Journalists, National Association of Hispanic Journalists. Wait, does it? Is Biden got something against white people? Because I, for one, feel discriminated against. Because he doesn't care about us white people. Of course, no one in government seems to. When Biden was questioned by Errol Barnett from CBS News. Mr. Vice President, your opponent in this election,
3: President Trump, has made your mental state a campaign topic. And when asked in June if you'd been tested um, for cognitive decline, you've responded that you're constantly tested in in, F- in effect because you're in situations like this on the campaign trail. But please clarify specifically, have you taken a cognitive
0: No, test? I haven't taken a test. Why the hell would I take a test? Come on, man. That's like saying you, before you got in this program, if you take a test where you're taking cocaine or not. What do you think, huh? Are, are you a junkie?
2: What he said was, Are you a junkie? Not whether well, are you a Joni? It sounded kind of weird the way that one was clipped. But uh, you know what? Hey, you know, come on, man. Why would I why would I take a test? Well, because you don't seem like you're all together there. You can't seem to remember what you're saying, you can't seem to finish a sentence, you can't find the words that you're looking for. Seems to be uh seems to be a concern. Seems to be a concern for someone who's running for uh president of the United States, the leader of the free world. Something that's a little bit important that you have clear thinking and clear, uh, uh, clear judgment there. Um, As if Biden's racially offensive junkie remark uh, to a black journalist wasn't bad enough, the rest of his answer was even worse. What
3: do you say to President Trump who brags about his test and makes your mental state an issue for voters?
0: Well, if he can't figure out the difference between an elephant and a lion, I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Did you watch that? Look, come on, man. I I, I know you're trying to goad me, but I mean, I'm so forward looking to have an opportunity to sit with the president or stand with the president in debates. There can be plenty of time. And by the way, as I joke with him, you know. I, I shouldn't say it. I'm going to say something I don't I I probably shouldn't say. Anyway, I am uh I am very willing to let the American public judge my physical and mental fi- my physical as well as my mental fi- fitness and uh to uh you know to make a judgment about who I am.
2: Yeah, my physical and mental fil- the f- the film the fitness. <clears throat> and you know what? uh you know do you notice how often he says he stops in the middle of something and says, oh I'm going to say something I don't want to say that I shouldn't say. He does that all the time. That means he loses his train of thought in the middle of, "Ah, I just uh, oh oh I'm running out of time. I I'm out of time so I'll just stop. Uh oh you know what uh that uh we are all endowed by our create by uh, uh oh you know the thing. All that stuff that he just stops in mid-sentence and just you know the thing, uh oh I'm going to say something I'm I shouldn't say I better stop or, uh, hey, I'm out of time. All that stuff. That's because he loses his train of thought. So to that, Trump made his comments outside his helicopter.
0: Joe Biden this morning totally disparaged and
1: insulted the black community. What he said is incredible. And I don't know what's going on with them, but... It was a very insulting statement he made, and I guess you'll figure that out. You'll see it in a little while, but it was a great insult to the black community.
2: So we'll see it in a little while. So we're a lot of us heard that heard that and said, what did he say? What did he say that was disparaging to black people? Because we hadn't seen the whole thing. We're seeing little pieces of it, unless you were actually watching the, uh, the event live. Uh, you didn't see it, and apparently Trump was – so later uh later the we got we got clips of the same event and here's what Trump was referring to.
0: What you all know but most people don't know, unlike the African American community with notable exceptions, the Latino community is an incredibly diverse community with incredibly different attitudes about different
2: things. What you all know that not everybody else knows is that the Hispanic un unlo- Unlike the African American community, the Hispanic community has is 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 diverse, and they have a diverse uh, diverse ideas about different things. What does that mean? Well, it means African Americans they all think the same, they all look the same, they all eat the same kind of food, they all vote for the same person. Because if you don't vote for Joe Biden, you know you're not even black. So. <laughs> You know, how do how does how does the black community you know the black community is the only thing that that biden is is uh is campaigning to how can he how can he uh offend them offend them and actually win win the race while I haven't heard all the all the reaction I can imagine that's what we'll be hearing about all weekend. Uh this week Jill Biden gave an interview to Dana Perino where she played back Trump's remarks on Biden's mental fitness and asked her to react.
1: Biden can't put two sentences together. I say he's not competent to be president. To be president, you have to be sharp and tough and so many other things. He doesn't even come out of his basement. What do you think about that characterization?
0: You know, uh, Joe is anything but that characterization. And um, I think Donald Trump is really about joe's age right i think there's like two or three years different yeah. you know joe's a moderate and that doesn't mean that his ideas aren't progressive and bold and forward thinking but he's he's not
2: someone who's left he's not someone who's right he's a moderate and that's who he's always been so number one jill knows her husband she knows her husband is is out there she knows he's losing it she knows her husband what is so important about being president that you would that you would put a guy like this in that situation joe no, joe's already said he's not going to run for a second second term because he knows he's not going to even complete the first term everybody that can see it knows it unless they're lying to each other lying to themselves second age it's not really about age you know what a uh, joe uh uh Joe Biden is 77 at the present moment. Um, and I think he'll be 78 before the end of the year. And uh Donald Trump just turned 74. So there's only uh three and a half years between them. But can you see the difference in uh in mental clarity, in clarity of thought? Can you see the difference? Trump is razor sharp. He's razor sharp. He sees things, he and he thinks instantly he's a he's a smart guy. I had, uh, had a little bit of an argument on someone said, Hey, you know what? Uh, uh, Trump is, uh, Trump is, is, uh, he's not intelligent. He lies. He does this. I said, and I said, Hey, okay. So give me an example of, of a lie that Trump's told. And then give me some kind of indication that you would think that Trump's not intelligent. Oh, and he doesn't understand the constitution. Give me a, a quote for that. Oh, here's the lies, everything he says. And that's the stu- That's the, that is the comment of, Every CNN, every MSNBC, every Democrat that talks—they have insults because they don't like him personally, but they can't come up with anything. Well, you know he lies all the time. What's he lie about? I haven't seen that. Um, oh, he—he he, he suggested that we ingest uh, bleach to solve coronavirus. He never said that. But that's the commentary. That's a commentary on uh, CNN and from all the Democrats. If you watch the. Uh, the, uh, hearing last week. So, and, uh, he's moderate. Jill says he's moderate. He's not left. He's not right. He's right in the middle. Um, I think that is, is, uh, contradicts what Joe Biden said last week. I
0: think I have laid out the most detailed plans on the economy and on issues related to healthcare and the rest of any president in modern history. I mean, it's awful detail. It, if I'm elected and this passes, uh I'm gonna be good to go down as one of the most progressive presidents in American history.
2: Yeah, he's gonna be uh if this if I'm elected and this passes, I'm gonna be the most progressive I'm gonna go down in history as the most progressive uh president in modern history. That's not left. That's not right. That's right a moderate, right in the middle. Yeah, BS. We're not you know, you're 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 talking out your butt because your mouth knows better. Jill, so uh, so, what is he talking about if this passes? He's talking about his proposal to advance racial equality in America. Okay, so Biden believes in an economy where Americans enjoy a fair return for their work and equal chance to get ahead. I think that is there. An economy more vibrant and more powerful, precisely because everybody will be included in the deal. I think everybody is included in the deal. An economy where black, Latino, Asian, American, and Pacific Islander and Native Americans workers and their families are welcomed as full participants. I haven't seen where they're left out. Biden outlined a plan Tuesday afternoon. This is last Tuesday uh, during remarks in his hometown of Wilmington, Delaware, where he doesn't seem to ever get out of uh, Biden significantly c- curtailed his campaign travel because uh, of the pandemic. Uh, Biden's new proposal seeks to address the country's racial wealth, opportunity, and job gaps through what the campaign say would be a historic effort to empower small business Creation and expansion in economically disadvantaged areas, and particularly Black, Latino, Asian American, and Pacific Islander, and Native American-owned businesses. You know what? What is this plan? He's going to raise. He said himself, he's going to raise taxes on everybody. Is that going to help businesses? He's going to increase regulations. Is that going to help businesses? The twenty-six page uh, twenty-six page plan centers around bolstering of small business opportunities for minority communities, reforming Opportunity Zones. Opportunity zones. Is that something that Trump started? I don't know. Investing in affordable housing and home ownership and expanding access to resources for entrepreneurs of color. Does that mean discrimination against entrepreneurs that are white? Many of the policy proposals detailed Tuesday have been released earlier by the campaign and reflect priorities of, of the other pillars of his plan to revitalize the economy, including major expansion of access to childcare. Well, that's important. trillion climate agenda and the boost to manufacturing to buy American proposal. Here's, here's how I'm going to get people to uh, increase the economy. We're going to do a campaign to buy American, buy American, except for by raising taxes. You're going to keep those, those companies that build American stop building in America because it's going to be too expensive. That's why, that's why Apple still builds iPhones in China. That's why uh, a lot of the car makers have, Plants in Mexico. That's why all this stuff happened to begin with. Trump brought them back by by uh, increasing uh, uh, by by re- reducing taxes, by reducing regulations, and and also we don't want to say the bad word tariffs, but increasing the uh, the taxes on the stuff that's brought in from other countries the same way they do to us, so that we can't sell as much over overseas. Because you know if you buy a If you buy something from America and China, it costs too much. So buy the stuff built in China. So uh, the racial equality plan would devote $30 billion, 10% of the $300 billion uh, Biden aims to invest in research and development to stimulate the economy to a small business opportunity fund. The campaign suggests the investment would yield $150 billion in venture capital. Well, number one, $30 billion, in research and development to stimulate the economy, we're going to give a $30 billion to these uh, these thinkers, these think tanks these co- that come up with ways to stimulate the economy. Well, here's a clue. You know, they say experience is the best teacher as long as it's somebody else's experience, which is the part I say experience is the best teacher. I added the part as long as it's somebody else's experience. If you can learn by somebody else's experience, watching what other people did and learn from that without having to learn it the hard way, you increase your, your path to success exponentially. You make it go so much faster. So, uh, but we're going to spend $30 billion. Hey, here, here's an idea. Let's see what happened when Trump got in. He reduced taxes to corporations and what did the corporations do? They started spending money. Hey, we can we can make a profit by expanding let's 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 do it and they start expanding what did they do create jobs they open new factories they open new locations they expanded their their uh, footprint across the country and they had to hire people to 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 run those places they had to they had to hire more entry level jobs and they had to push the entry level people up to the next level well you're not you're not creating jobs that are that are higher paying well actually you are but you're replacing. You're taking people that are already working in the lower level jobs and pushing them into those, creating opportunities for those people, and creating opportunities for people that aren't working to start working at the lower levels, and that creates opportunity. That creates when they're working, there that more people have money to spend. It stimulates the economy, and everybody in that area and across the country benefit from that. But he figures that these, uh, this new plan is going is going to. Stimulate investment of $150 billion in venture capital and low bit low interest business loans. Does anybody understand how the stock market works? Does anybody understand? Anybody understand that? So people see a company doing well and they buy stock. It's it's kind of a low, it's kind of a low interest or a high interest loan in that, hey, I'm gonna take my money instead of loaning to someone at a low interest. I'm gonna buy stock in that company because that gives them more capital. To expand, and I believe this thing's going to go up in value. That's how the stock market works, folks. You don't have to be a millionaire to do that kind of stuff. I've been, I have been not very successful stock wise. So most of my investments have been have been in uh, in real estate. That's where I've done the best because that's what I understand the most. But just in the last few months, I started putting a couple thousand here and a thousand there and a couple thousand just buying stocks to companies that seem to feel good to me. And uh, when Kodak got their their uh, their 176 million uh, dollar contract, the stock went from twelve dollars twelve dollars a share up to about ninety one dollars a share in one day, and then it dropped back down the next day to back down to about fourteen. It's been kind of hovering down, up, down, up, down, up. But because someone said, "Hey, look, Kodak's going to take off," the emotions of it got everybody going. And now back at 14, it's going a little bit up, a little bit, a little bit, up, a little bit. But I believe that Kodak, which I don't know what they've been doing for the last several years since they went bankrupt. Um, I believe that's going to be an opportunity because they got a contract not to come up with a with a vaccine, but to produce chemicals that we can make uh, generic drugs in America instead of buying them from China, which I think is very forward thinking on the part of Donald Trump. But I just believe that's going to be a big deal, so I bought 100 shares of them. You know what? Because I believe a year from now, or two years from now, or maybe six months from now, you're going to start seeing that stock go up, and Kodak's going to come out of the come out of the uh, the pit. Um, the housing plan includes uh, up to fifteen thousand refundable tax credit for first time home buyers to combat racial inequality in housing markets. Well, I can tell you as a as a mortgage lender, there is no. There is no uh, racial inequality in housing markets. Everybody who wants a loan that can qualify for a loan gets it. If you want to say that some races don't have as good a credit or don't uh, save their money as well, you know what? that has nothing to do with the housing market. That has to do with uh, how people handle their uh, their own their own finances. So anyway, um, that's what that's what he was talking about. That he's going to be the most progressive. He's going to he's an idiot. In response to uh, Jill. Jill Biden calling her husband a moderate while Bernie Sanders is calling him a progressive. President Trump said this.
1: Joe Biden's whatever they tell him to be. And I think it's good that a wife is. I would expect a wife to say that. That's the appropriate thing to say. But Joe is being taken so far left. Look at the manifesto that he and Bernie agreed to. That's further left than Bernie ever was. Joe will drive the market into a depression, and the biggest thing holding back our stock market is the possibility that Biden gets elected, because if he gets elected, our stock market will
2: crash. And Trump is exactly right. If Joe Biden gets elected, you watch. If he gets elected and if it ends up being all, all mail ba- ballots, we may not know before January 20th, Inauguration Day, who the president is. But let's just assume that it goes as usual, and we know we know. late the night of uh, November 3rd or early in the morning of November 4th, you watch the stock market will take a big, giant flush down the toilet initially because Wall Street knows that Biden's policies are not good for our economy, and it's going to take a crash, and people are going to be pulling their money out of the stock market. It's going to be crazy. And think about it. How much, I don't even know what the percentage of people that have 401Ks are in mutual funds, when the stock market takes a dump, your retirement goes away. For those of you, when the stock market took a big dip early in the year, oh man, I lost, I lost, went down from 27,000, uh, the Dow down to about 19,000. And of course, I don't even know what it is right now, but it's it's back almost all the way up. Um, and that comes back up, but it came back up because Trump is is getting the economy going, even though it's not quite as... Uh, as robust as it would be if the if the coronavirus was uh, the coronavirus narrative wasn't out there, but that's what's happening. So let's see. I don't really like Trump. Biden seems like a nice guy. Uh, don't care about who's who. Who's a nice guy? What is the best for me, my kids, and my retirement? Vote based on what's best for you and what's best for your kids. Stop looking at hey Trump. Trump is, is a little bit brash. He's a little bit into himself. He's a little bit, Hey, you know what? It's hard. It's hard to be successful. If you're not like that, it's hard to be successful. And it's hard to push yourself. If you don't believe that you are capable of those things. And as Steve jobs said, those that are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. So let's go about, let's talk about changing, uh, election activities. I got three minutes left. We almost got through an entire show without talking about coronavirus. Nice while it lasted. Well, I talked about it a little bit at the beginning. Um, Because of the restrictions due to COVID, some of our most important election activities will be adjusted in 2020. Democrats are dialing back plans for their party convention, announcing on Wednesday that the event will be entirely virtual. No national officials, including party nominee Joe Biden, will travel out of the state to participate in the events on August 17th. Biden will accept the party's nomination from his home in the basement of his home, In the state of Delaware, because Trump, because Biden can't really go very far just because Biden's old and he's losing it. Don't think for a minute that this isn't a political move at a fundraiser on Wednesday. Biden spoke as if he's the one who made the decision personally. I've wanted to set an example as to how we should respond individually at this crisis. Science matters. Yeah, science matters as long as it fits your narrative that you want to get across. We talked about last week the doctors that are that are talking about science and they got squelched. They got taken off. They were got they were talked about as if they're crazies. And and in the uh, United States, they were able to take down individual websites. I think this country's starting to look like China. Democrats want or or North Korea. Democrats want America to believe that they're the only ones changing their convention. Democrats, uh and uh, for health reasons, and that's a lie, the Republican convention has already moved from Charlotte to Jacksonville last month before being canceled altogether. It appears President Trump will also receive his party's nomination virtually, and the campaign is considering other locations for his speech, uh, possibly Gettysburg or the Liberty Bell. Others may deliver their speeches from uh, Washington, D.C. But the the conventions aren't the only things changing. The debate schedule has been altered as well. After Democrats were unsuccessful in getting Biden to back out of debating Trump, hmm, why would they want him to do that? Uh, Because they know it's going to be a blood, a bloodbath. Uh, The debate schedule schedule was released as follows. September 29th in Cleveland, October 15th in Miami and October 22nd in Nashville. With the Democrats giant push for voting by mail and early voting, the president is concerned that 8 million Americans in 16 states will be will have already voted uh, before the first debate takes place. The one problem I have, the
1: debate's very late. It's at the end of September, and a lot of ballots will already be cast by that time. Why are they putting the first debate so late? The first debate should be before the first, at least before the first ballots go out, and they have it a month later, almost a month later. It's ridiculous.
2: Why do they they want to do that? Because they know that once the debates happen, Biden's support is going to dwindle. Thursday, the Commission on Presidential Debates rejected Trump campaign's request for changes to the schedule in response to the president. Tweeted, "How can voters be sending in ballots starting in some cases one month before the first presidential debate? Move the de- the first debate up. A debate to me is a public service. Joe Biden and I owe it to the American people. As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, why are we starting starting uh, early voting in September?" Why does it have to be a month before? That is freaking ridiculous, and I, and I continue my campaign, make November 3rd, 2020 a, a national holiday and give everybody the day off. Close down like it's Christmas Day and make everybody vote in person. And we can socially distance and do all that stuff, and if someone says, well, I don't want to wait in line, you, I don't want to wait in line for two hours to vote, guess what, you don't have anything else to do because you just got a paid day off. How much is that gonna cost everybody? Not as much as everything else is costing me. Hey, anyway, I'm all out of time for this episode of The Main Event. My name's Ed Hoffman. Thanks for listening, and I'll be back again with you next week.
3: The opinions expressed do not necessarily
1: reflect the opinions of Summit Funding Incorporated. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921, California DRE ID number 1012658, Arizona MLO license number 0926439, branch NMLS ID number 1841782, Summit Funding Incorporated NMLS ID number 3199, Arizona license number 0925837, equal housing opportunity.
2: Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of The Main Event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank account from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free. So call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo.
1: AM 590, the answer.